0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل من لساني يفقهوا قولي بعد respected elders Dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. This morning, close to 200 Canadians finally arrived back in the country after being evacuated from Wuhan, China. As you probably know, the bustling city of 11 million inhabitants has almost become a ghost town as movement is restricted, and the same thing is happening in a number of other cities in China as well. The World Health Organization has declared a global health emergency, and many airlines have suspended flights to China. And now, there is also an economic impact that is being felt on the Chinese economy, and also being felt globally as well. Now, of course, This is all due to the novel coronavirus, which likely came from bats, according to scientists. What isn't known exactly is how it jumped, where or how it jumped to human beings, although health officials say that the outbreak originated in a large animal and seafood market in the city of Wuhan. And so far, 630 people have died from the illness. My brothers and sisters, over the course of history, there have been many outbreaks of diseases. Many outbreaks which were much, much worse in terms of their, the human toll that they, that they took, how quickly they spread, and the types of symptoms that the patients would show. Regarding the plague, the Prophet ﷺ has said that atta'u no li kulli Muslim, that a plague is a form of shahada of martyrdom for every Muslim. And Aisha radiallahu anha said that she asked the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the plague. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed her, saying that Annahu Kana Adaban Yeba Afu Yeba Afuhullahu alamayyasha that this plague was a punishment which Allah used to send on whomso he wished. فَجَعَلَهُ اللَّهُ رَحْمَةً لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ But Allah made it a blessing for the believers. And the Prophet wasallam went on to say that none among the believers remains patient in a land in which plague has bro- broken out and considers that nothing will befall him except what Allah has ordained for him. So no one amongst the believers remains patient in a land in which plague has broken out and considers, has this belief, that nothing will befall him except what Allah has ordained for him, but that Allah will grant him a reward, a reward similar to that of a martyr. If a person finds themselves in this situation and they have full belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are patient, they remain patient and they accept the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they firmly believe that nothing will befall them except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written and ordained, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant them a reward similar to that of a shaheed, of a martyr, which is a great reward. Now, of course, any disease or illness that we suffer that a person goes through, certainly it brings discomfort and pain and suffering, and many times even leads to a person's death. There is no doubt that such trials and hardships are real, and that the pain and the suffering that a person who is ill goes through and experiences can be severe and can be very difficult. But look at what the prophet sallallahu has taught us. A man said to Rasulullah sallallahu why do we have to be stricken with disease? See the Sahaba anhum also had questions similar to the questions that we ask today. We hear these types of questions, right? Like why does evil exist? Why do people get sick? Why are there such terrible diseases? Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow them to exist and allow them, you know, or grants permission for people to be, or wills for people to be, uh, to be stricken and to undergo pain and suffering? So they had similar questions. Ya Rasulullah, why do we have to be stricken with disease? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that it is atonement for your sins. It is atonement for your sins. So, Bayyu ibn Ka'b asked that even if it is not serious, even if it is not serious, is it a form of atonement for our sins? So, the Prophet said, even if it is a thorn, even if it is a thorn, meaning even if it is something which is relatively minor, a small, you know, a minor cough, a small injury, right, a mild cold. Any discomfort, any discomfort that is felt is expiation for one's sins. As the Prophet ﷺ said, ما يصيب المسلم من نصب ولا وصب ولا هم ولا حزن ولا أذن ولا غم حتى الشوكة يشاكها إلا كفر الله بها من خطايا The Prophet ﷺ said that whenever a Muslim is afflicted with a hardship, a sickness, Sadness, worry, harm, depression. So you see, it's not only physical. It's not only physical pain. But it's also mental challenges, mental illness and mental pain. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Even a thorns prick, then Allah expiates their sins because of it. Rasulullah ﷺ also said, that on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of Resurrection, when people who have suffered affliction, are given their reward. So you imagine it's the Day of Judgment. Every single person, every single one of us is getting whatever we deserve from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single human being who has ever lived on the face of this earth right, and who has not been directly sent to Jannah right, is, getting, is being taken to account and is, is, is having their time right, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on that day, Prophet tells us that when people who have suffered affliction are given their reward, so all of the people we come across in this life who suffer from pain and illness and diseases, whether it's us ourselves or those who we see around us. So though when people who have suffered affliction are given their reward, those who are healthy, those who are healthy meaning who spent their lives, their their lives in, in, in relative good health will wish their skins had been cut to pieces with scissors when they were in the world. Will wish that their skin had been cut to pieces with scissors when they were in the world. So don't listen to this and say, okay, Alhamdulillah, I'm healthy, so on the Day of Judgment, I'm going to be looking at these people, and I'm going to wish that I had cut my skin, so let me cut my skin. That's not what it means. That is not what it means. Okay, We do not wish for sickness and difficulties. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept you healthy, that is a great blessing from Allah عز wa It doesn't mean that you try to cause pain and suffering to yourself Because this is something which is forbidden But what it means is that if it comes then we cannot stop it We do not wish for it We don't ask for it We don't lead to it like We don't do anything that, that, that leads us to pain and suffering We don't willfully try to do anything But if it still comes And we are not able to stop it Then we know that there is some goodness in it We know, the believer knows, that this life of this world is not the end-all. When a person passes away, they pass on. They pass on. And they will still have something. And something great, as we learn, that they will receive in return for all of the challenges and difficulties and pain and suffering that they have experienced in this world. Now the question is, my brothers and sisters, that what is the Islamic approach towards illness? So the first thing that we learn is that we are taught to try to prevent. It's a preventative approach. We try to prevent and save ourselves from falling into a situation where we become ill. There's an incident regarding Umar ibn al-Khattab An, who had left for Sham. And when he reached a place called Sargh. He came to know that there was an outbreak of an epidemic, most likely the plague in Sham. And then Abdul Rahman ibn Auf radiallahu anhu told him that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had said that if you hear the news of it, meaning of an outbreak, of an epidemic in a certain place, فَلَا تَقْدَمُوا عَلَيْهِ Do not enter that place. وَإِذَا وَقَعَ بِأَرْضٍ وَأَنْتُم بِهَا فَلَا تَخْرُجُوا فِرَارًا That if you hear the news of an outbreak, in a, of an epidemic in a certain place, then do not enter that place. If you know that there is an illness, a disease, an outbreak in a certain area, in a certain place, then do not enter it. Don't go there. And if the epidemic falls in place, while you are present in it. So if you are in a place and an epidemic and out there, uh, breaks out, there's an outbreak, then do not leave that place to escape from the epidemic. Then do not leave that place to escape from the epidemic. So Umar رضي returned. He did not continue on his journey, he returned back from Sarq. You see, my brothers and sisters, our deen, our religion is a religion of Fitrah, of the natural disposition with which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us. Because this is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah azza wa jal is our designer, our creator. And knows us best and knows us even better than ourselves. Therefore, every single thing that is obligated upon us, that is recommended to us, every single thing in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa suits our natural disposition, suits us as we have been created. And we take the example of hand washing as well. You see, health experts strongly advise that frequent hand washing, and everyone has probably heard this, is the best form of preventing the spread of infectious diseases, right? And they recommend to do it with soap, right? So before, you know, as many times as possible through the day, I mean, don't become obsessive of course, but whenever you have the opportunity, wash your hands, Properly and wash it with soap if you can However There's a Japanese study That came out not too long ago That said that washing your hands Even without soap Is more effective than hand sanitizers For full prevention So even if you do not have soap Still wash your hands Right? And that if you do it And I think in the study they were doing it for 30 seconds Right? So if you wash your hands Continuously for 30 seconds even without soap Right? And you do it properly, so the inside of your hand, the outside, like you, you rub it properly and you wash it, then it is actually more effective than hand sanitizers in preventing flu. And SubhanAllah, when we look at the life, the daily life of a Muslim, how many times are we required to wash our hands? Every time we make wudu', we wash our hands. Every time we are supposed to eat, we are supposed to wash our hands. Every time we use the bathroom, we are supposed to wash ourselves and wash our hands. Right? So these methods, prevention have already built into our way of life. Already built into the sunnah of Rasulullah ﷺ. These are just few of the things that we find out about. We learn, oh okay, perhaps this is the wisdom behind it. But the reality is, that whether we know the wisdom or not, whether we know the wisdom or not, our belief should be, that whatever we have been commanded or recommended to do is for our betterment. And whatever we have been prohibited or discouraged from doing is also for our own betterment. So that's the first thing, prevention. Secondly, the encouragement for seeking a cure. One of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, Usama ibn Sharik anhu said that a Bedouin said to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam that Ya Rasulullah ala natadawa that should we not treat sickness? Should we not treat sickness? So Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam responded and said that yes, O servants of Allah, O slaves of Allah, treat sickness for Allah has not created any disease Listen carefully, Allah has not created any disease except that he has also created the cure. Allah has not created any disease and of course all, all diseases are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azza wa has not created any disease except that he has also created the cure except for one disease. So they asked, O oh Messenger of Allah what is it? And Rasulullah ﷺ said al old age. Right? Age is something that is going to come. No one can delay it. No one can delay it. The clock is ticking. You cannot reverse your clock. It's going to come. And whatever Allah has willed for you to come, associated with old age, naturally, will come. There is no cure for it. You know, the People today make me laugh. They you know, say, okay, we're trying to find ways... That we can prolong life to the point where no one will die because you know we can replace their body parts or I don't know what we can do something to preserve them. It's not going to happen, okay? Because the Prophet ﷺ has told us very clearly that this is something—the natural decline that comes with old age. Right? You may be able to slow it down, you cannot cure old age. The Prophet ﷺ also said that ما أنزل الله داء أن إلا أنزل له شفاء. that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not send down any disease, but that he also sent down the cure for that disease. Now Imam Ibn Qayyim said, that this is generally true for diseases of the heart, the spirit, the body, and their cures. Diseases of the heart, the spirit, the body, and their cures. So it's not only physical illnesses. It is not only physical illnesses and diseases for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a cure, but all types of illnesses and diseases. Whether they are mental, psychological, spiritual. For everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a cure, has created a cure. So the cure is there, but we may just not know about it. We may not know about it. Right? And just like a physical cure exists for every single physical disease, there is also a spiritual cure for all of the spiritual diseases. Right? There is a cure for all mental illnesses as well. Right? If you do not know about it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It exists, but we do not know about it. And when we talk about cures, my brothers and sisters, we must be clear that the cure is only and only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet ﷺ also said That there is a remedy for every malady For every illness And when the remedy is applied to the disease It is cured with the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala It is cured with the permission of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And subhanallah we see It could be the same medication For the same illness But on one person, one patient It has its impact, it has its effect And another person It doesn't have the desired effect Perhaps it has more side effects So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one Who created the cure Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one Who gives permission for the cure to be effective And thus it is effective As Allah azza wa jala tells us in the Quran وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ اللَّهُ بِذُرِّنْ فَنَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُ وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ بِخَيْرٍ فَهُوَ عَنَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And if Allah touches you with affliction None can remove it but He. And if He touches you with good, then He is able to do all things. So the lesson, my brothers and sisters, is when we are afflicted in some way, yes, we should definitely try to seek help. We should try to find the cure. Right? That is all, not only permissible, but encouraged. However, underlying that effort must be this belief that whatever good and whatever cure whatever relief is going to come is going to come only and only with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had a high level of health awareness in fact you will find in the books of hadith and other books entire chapters right, on prophetic medicine kitab al tib with the belief that our bodies are a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I don't own this body that you see right now in front of you. I will continue to exist even after this body goes back into the earth, which will happen one day. This very person you see in front of you talking, this is not really me. This is just my body which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. And that is what you see. But the actual me is this ruh, the soul that is inside of this body. When this soul leaves, this body will be dead. You will pray the janazah and you will put me into the ground. But I will continue to exist So this body is a trust from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has told us that even our bodies فَإِنَّ حَقَّ That even our bodies have a right upon us right? So don't be careless Don't be careless with your bodies Try your best Take preventative action right? Reasonably right? Whenever possible In a good way, in a halal way Don't become obsessive again But try your best Whether it's regarding exercise or weight Or building a strong immune system And seeking timely treatment Eating healthy and so on and so forth It is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This health and a fully functioning body Is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it could change at any moment It can change at any moment right? Just like these people Right? Patience. Every single day we find a person who is perfectly normal. Perfectly okay. May Allah protect us all. May Allah cure all of those who are ill. SubhanAllah. A person who is perfectly okay. Right? And within days, within weeks, within months, we have witnessed the condition deteriorate from this healthy person to a person who cannot stand, cannot walk, cannot eat. And who returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah protect us all. the Prophet said, take advantage of five matters before five other matters. اِخْتَنِمْ خمسن قَبْلَ Khamsin, And amongst them, your health before you fall sick. And again, as the Prophet Wasallam said, that مَغْبُونٌ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ من الناس, That there are two blessings which many people waste, are careless about. السِحَةُ Right, Health and free time. You only realize it after you lose it. You only realize it's true appreciation, it's true value after you lose it. When you have it, it's, it's, it's easy to get distracted. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May Allah azza wa jal uh, cure all of those who are ill. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who value our health and use our, our good health and our time wisely. Uh, if you are afflicted, then know that insha'Allah there will be a great reward for your pain and patience. It is extremely difficult through the, the, the life of this world. But inshallah, there will be a great, great reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will offer you. And for all of us, make dua may du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and increase the remembrance of Allah azza wa jalla. Because at the end of the day, all of these matters are in the control, in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and protect us all. Ameen. Ya rabbal Alameen.